and welcome to the M2 Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Anty. My co-host, Mr. J.K. Heath. This is the show where we basically cover the week news review. We're talking game, gaming industry-related uh, esports, personalities, new and upcoming games, technology innovation. What we like to do at the start of every single episode is just do a quick recap, an update, if you will. And Kyle, what have you been doing this last week? This last week? This last week, dude. I don't know. I think, honestly, I think I played a little battle, but that was like about it gaming-wise for me. Um, How much battle bit? I mean, it wasn't much. I think it was like an hour. Um, it, it was it was like, it was so little. Um, I mean, I, I had other like things going on, but I'm so little, I didn't even get a chance to experiment with the class as much, which I'm still trying to do, so um, I need to sit down and dedicate some more time. Hopefully so. this week. Um, but I don't know, I'm just excited because, um, you know, we're, I'm not only my one week for my birthday, but I'm also like two days away from like the Sea of Thieves update. Yeah. The only problem is I don't know when we're playing it. So <laughs> still got to figure that gotta part figure out. out. But, yeah. yeah. We got to figure out a play date. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, um, but I want to get into that. So I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I, I thought about it this week too. It's, it's kind of like um, it's like we're it, it, I'm counting down the days of September because like Starfield's that first week, and so I'm like true. And so when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, dude, we're only like five, six weeks away at most. <laughs> like we're really close. So, um, yeah, like crazy close. Yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to um, looking forward to Starfield and all that. So September will be a good month because it's like Starfield, and then you got Cyberpunk DLC like two weeks later. It's crazy. It's gonna be a wild month. It's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about cyberpunk. That's like really sneaking up on us. Oh, yeah, I'm some saying, dude. September's going to be pretty close. So that is uh, very close. Hopefully, I get some more battle bit this week. But uh, but Mike, I and you've been uh, you've been going hard this week. I I know you got dude, some updates. My goodness, man! I am so excited. So I guess the biggest one is I finally beat Breath of the Wild. Um, it's pretty cool. It was definitely worth the effort that I put in. Right. So I was like. I defeat all the other divine bees. People that have been following like the pod, they know. And I got the master sword, and it's like I looked up some techniques, and I was like, "Dude, calamity Ganon ain't nothing." And I smashed them. It took like maybe like four or five tries, I think, because I really didn't understand exactly what I needed to do at first. But then I got him. And then there's like a secondary Ganon boss battle where you're on the horse and you like get help from Zelda, and I'm like, "Dude." Dude, this is so sick. It's like a phase I mean, like, two? Is it a phase oh, two? There, there, there's technically like three phases in a way. It's like when you first see him and then you get him to half health. And then there's another phase. And then there's like a mini phase and a half, like two, two and a half phase at that point. And then there's like the final, final phase. So okay. the final, final phase was intense. And I don't want, like the game's been out for a long time. So I, but I still don't want to give spoilers, you know? Yeah, I feel it, it. I gave it a. I get you've seen my list of games I've completed. I'm like rating them. That that got a straight up ten out of ten for me easily. Hey, yeah, yeah, Only yeah. ten out of ten I got so far in this year that I've beaten. Out of I'm looking at my list right now. Out of six games, the closest other one that came was Ori in the Blind Forest. That got a nine out of ten. Mm. And honestly, I kind of want to give it a nine and a half. I got Ooh, that game okay. to 100 percent completion. It was good. Yeah, I was about to say, are you gonna um? Like I know you're rating them as you go, but are you gonna do like an end of the year review where you go back and like maybe revise some of the scores depending upon the bigger picture? I never really gave any thought to it. Uh, 
I never really did. I that's a good question. I'll have to consider it because I made the list to hold myself accountable. Yeah. Because like I about a year or so ago I was getting like in a pretty bad space when it came to Triple H Studios and titles. And I just had this long laundry list almost of like a to-do list of video games. And I was like, I got to get to these. So let's just write them down. And like, I'm kind of a completionist. So I have them all written down and it says like not started or in progress. And I have the date when it starts and the date when it finishes. And I'm like, just trying to mark them all off and then rate them. So an end of year review might be, might be a good idea. could be like a five minute segment just going over games. Yeah, you know, it's true. I need to recap what I've played so far this year at some point. I can do That's maybe something thing. similar. Um, yeah, it's easy yeah. to forget. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. Um, yeah, um, I'll have to go back and do that because I, I mean, there's a couple that come to mind. Obviously, I mean, Hogwarts Legacy yeah. was like probably been my favorite so far this year. So, um, That's true. But yeah, That's it's a top uh, game. Yeah, I mean, there's you been know, a couple. Uh, so, the last thing I did on Breath of the Wild was I got three main horses. I got like the biggest horse you can get, the giant horse. That's basically like Ganondorf's horse from the Ocarina of Time, like the legendary horse. I got Zelda's descendant horse, and I got a horse that's like incredibly similar to Apina, who, or Epina, I don't know, uh, the original horse for Link. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's like, I got those horses at the very end, and it's basically like, okay, I'm good to go to Tears of the Kingdom because horses carry over to the next game. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know, I know for you, that was like a huge thing. You want to try and get as many horses as you could before you the tears all the so. best ones at least yeah. yeah yeah the uh last thing i did man and i sent you the intro video clip of it yeah. i don't know if nick saw it because he's also in the group chat yeah. but no. diablo dude. 4 man <laughs> dude that stuff is tough dude, I, <laughs> oh I, literally, gosh. I literally woke up i saw the link i think i was like in bed like about to get out like about to get out of yeah bed. I was just like, okay, like I'll watch this. And so, cause I was like, is Diablo, like it's gotta be insane. And so I watched it and I was like, I was not, I did not expect that. Not expecting like, that Whoa. at all. Right. <laughs> like that is, that is nuts. Like, but it's very, like very much Diablo. Yeah, dude. Like I'm not too familiar with the Diablo franchise. Now I'm like, okay, I gotta go watch some YouTube videos and get a recap. So that's like on the to-do list. Probably after we finish recording, I'm going to go sit down and eat some food and just be like, okay, Somebody summarized Diablo 1, 2, and 3, so I understand this universe a little bit better. Yeah. I pretty much caught on fairly quickly at Diablo 4, but it's still uh, understanding the route that they're going. Yeah. Do, I mean, and two, like, as the character, like the main character, right? Like, I mean, I, I won't give, I mean, I'm not giving the biggest part of that intro away, but like, you know, the character walking through the forest and he's like freezing and like, you're like, dude, you're like, is this guy going to make it? He like goes to a cave. And then wakes up, and then that's the start of the game. It's like that's crazy. Like I wasn't it's expecting nutty. just to dive in, and then like you go out, and it looks like Diablo, but it's like, dude, that looked like a triple A. Like this is gonna be some third person insane, like you know. Oh yeah, kind of dude. Single player it game. Look like got a level, got a war level yeah, kind of no. action uh, cutscenes. Yeah, no, it's like, really cool. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it 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 seems to so far. I mean, it kind of seems like it falls in line with some of the reviews. It was like you know. The, the cinematics and everything are like top tier and it's kind of just you know oh, yeah. that uh they didn't skimp on those at all so and dude yeah but that's i wasn't expecting that when you sent me so <laughs> so uh it was a interesting uh thing to watch yeah man i wasn't even expecting to play it my buddy uh sent me like multiple text messages and i had dinner with him over the weekend he's like yeah um why aren't you playing diablo yet 
it's just like it's like I, I just don't know anything about it i want to be tears of the kingdom i got other stuff i want to like knock out he's like yeah you need to play diablo <laughs> yeah. he's based that i find out literally today after i've already been playing uh you get more xp if you play with groups of friends i mean and i realized sense. i was yeah. like okay now i see i see but it's like that intro man when i saw that intro and i watched it like late at night all the lights are off <laughs> and i'm watching on like a 2k monitor i'm like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> it looks so good it looks sick. yeah it makes you think maybe my phone didn't do it justice but it was still good so <laughs> dude i mean that video i sent you was in 4k recording so yeah. if you got a two uh 2k 4k monitor pop it in man yeah so. sure mm-hmm. oh you know what else is, uh, I guess, popping off is Microsoft and their Xbox Game Pass. That is very true, Mike. It's very true. <laughs> Roll in. Sorry, was there any other updates? No, there was not. <laughs> Should have asked you. There was not. Okay, good. I'm, uh, I'm ready for the main updates of the week, and that is the stories and the news that we cover. And it's starting off. Wait, dude, I kind of started with a heavy hitter, and, and by heavy hitter, I mean Forbes. We're talking Forbes. <laughs> like, we're talking the company that I feel like doesn't talk about gaming at a very uh a very like broad like if i go to search for articles in the gaming the gaming news world you don't see forbes often uh show up in the seo unless really it's like don't. a big, big least, article, yeah so. or like anyway. business insider i'll see that every now and then yeah um anyways paul tassie tassie i'll say it like that so it sounds like um senior contributor over at the forbes he said it's time for Microsoft to put online multiplayer on all levels Game Pass. And there's other context to this, right? Because you're thinking, okay, all levels Game Pass. I know we have like Game Pass for PC. We have console Game Pass. And we have Game Pass Ultimate. That's kind of like the tiers. But um, there has actually been some changes, and it's covered in this article as well, that Xbox Xbox Live Gold um, is actually going to be discontinued coming, I think, September. Um. And so no more uh no more like Xbox Live Gold, no more games of gold, that kind of thing. They're also discontinuing that. Um so end of an era, might I say, because that's like what ten years that <laughs> we've had games of gold for Xbox uh, subscribers. Um so yeah, that is no more. Um anyways, um Paul said when I heard that Xbox Live Gold was dying on Monday, my first thought was finally. The concept seemed outdated at this point, and it made sense for Microsoft to consolidate everything under the Game Pass label, which is exactly what they did. They just essentially took game pass created a couple other tiers that you can um that you can peruse now um however it is clear that microsoft was not changing anything about the online access portion of gold in the move to core um nor was it updating game console game pass either the problem with xbox live gold has always been that you buy it mainly for the ability to play xbox games online on your console but then if you want game pass you have to upgrade to ultimate for a higher price to get them both but now with the um with the nomenclature change, it becomes even more confusing and less logical. And it's time for Microsoft to give this separation up already. With Game Pass Core converting over from Xbox Live Gold, this now means that ga- that Xbox Game Pass Core at $10 a month has online multiplayer access with 25 selected games that you can play anytime. Xbox Game Pass Console, which is $11 a month, does not have online multiplayer, and all Game Pass games um, on console, and includes that as well. Um, Xbox Game Pass PC is $10 a month. Uh, it has online multiplayer because you never needed gold for PC. And then all Game Pass games on PC. And then, of course, Ultimate. We all know Ultimate. We preach about it here all the time on the show. Um, 
you get all you get the online multiplayer access you get everything on console pc you get x cloud you get ea ea plays included in that i mean it's a huge um huge value you know it was 15 dollars, but now it's recently been raised to 17 so yeah there's also a little graphic that's included to kind of show you everything um between the tiers on the article um but you can see the odd man out here which is a game pass console the only listing that after all this time still does not have the ability to play online but if you only buy Core, which is formerly Xbox Live Gold, you get the online multiplayer, but not the full Game Pass. The only way to get both is to buy Ultimate, which may come with additional things you don't care about, like PC, Cloud, or EA Play. Very true. Very, uh, very, very true observation. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, you know, if you're, it's weird if you're a console-only player, right, Mike? Because it's like, you know, you want to, I think the biggest thing is being able to play most people on console. Um, you know, they need at some point the multiplayer functionality. Um, and so it kind of makes you think like, you know, if you want the game pass library too, it's like, <laughs> you can't have the best of both worlds right now if you're console only. So it's like if you're on, but if you're on PC, but you get the, I think it's just the ultimate value. And I think, you know, an extra, I mean, it's easy for me to be like, okay, I mean, I have a PC, so the extra $7 to get everything, including xCloud, where I can play stuff on my phone and whatnot, like, that's that's a no-brainer for me. But, I mean, trying to think in terms of, like, someone who's only on console, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting spot that I feel like they're getting placed in. And it makes me wonder how big of a uh, player base is console only at this point, you know? Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Because, like, we do know that the PC player base is definitely expanded a lot just in the last like 10 years alone yeah um but it i don't know how to really take it so it's kind of like getting rid of gold was needed to happen but you can still get core and most of the consoles can't really handle more than 25 games anyway but you I do mean, get yeah. online play yeah you know but if you go with this like xbox game pass console only it's like i don't know man the no, the no online multiplayer is pretty rough for console. Yeah, I mean, it basically encourage you to do ultimate, right? Because I think more people that would use EA Play, like sports games, even racing games, um, are more likely to use or be on console. So the ultimate would be the one that they're kind of forced into. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of tough. I, I wouldn't really know how I feel about it if I was strictly console only, you know? It's really tough for people. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the article goes on. Um, so Paul says, while uh, this has always been a problem for Gold's existence, it's even more visible now that they're all under one Game Pass banner. It feels like Core maybe shouldn't even exist at all, and online is just rolled up into console, while uh, with Ultimate still um, attractive with all other bonuses, should people want that. Otherwise, these tiers feel illogical in the uh, blatant goal of hurting as many people into Ultimate as possible because buying core and console separately makes little sense. I would say no sense. <laughs> but yeah, this is me. Yeah, I would say um, that too. Um, yeah, it's, it's as though you can't get a year of core for half price, $60 total, making the price essentially the same. But it's like just get Ultimate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Microsoft prides itself of being um, a good value to consumers, even if it uh, comes as a potential cost of it uh, with foregone sales of Game Pass titles. Uh, but the way the core console ultimate system is laid out is not pro-consumer in the in the least and makes little sense in of um, the of course your console needs access to online multiplayer era of video games uh, we've been living in for practically two decades. Um, that's a, that's a well, I wouldn't say that long. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, a while, yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, it feels like 15. You know what I mean? Like more like 15, maybe. Yeah, that's that, that's what I was going to say. It was like 15 is really where it was like everything has to be online now. Yeah. God, it, it, it makes you think, too, back to, you know, we're coming up on almost 10 years of the whole DRM era. Where it was like, you know, you had to be console had to be online. You couldn't play anything offline. You, so. you had to have like a connect always as well. Yeah, I know. And it had to be connected. And yeah, jeez, I it blows my mind. We're almost 10 years into that. Anyways, um. It says they are triple dipping uh, with players playing their ISP to access uh, the internet in the first place. And then you're paying Microsoft to access online multiplayer through Xbox. Then you're paying Microsoft again for Game Pass, uh, which has become a cornerstone of the entire Xbox ecosystem. It's a relic of the past, and it's time to let it die, even if it hurts a little. So, yeah, I mean, overall... Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Paul made some good points there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just... I mean, it's one of those things. I, I've been seeing articles of this, like other articles, too, just kind of discussing... I even saw tweets pointing this out of like it's the tiers are just the tiers for Game Pass are just weird now because it's like you have core, but then it's but like like Paul said, it kind of you have core, you have console, and it's it's just obvious that especially if Xbox doesn't change it, they definitely want you to just get ultimate at that point, right? Like they just want to yeah. kind of shoehorn people into ultimate, which I mean, you know, it's uh it's yeah it's a little backwards especially with the uh, pro-consumer approach that xbox takes and i think continues to take with game pass and uh the the extreme value that is ultimate um so it's uh it's really weird i mean i get it's a business and everything but it kind of uh but then again too you know with the acquiring you know activision blizzard it, it can maybe you know people see this and they're like okay well is this is this not what we thought from microsoft in terms of trying to be pro-consumer and all that and you know making sure like cod is you know available everywhere because you know that's you know apparently the make or break game it's a it's a weird time that xbox kind of announces this on the uh on the the crux of closing this major deal right um, i don't know it's weird mike i don't know i don't know how to feel yeah i mean so i guess what they're really losing is honestly they're they might so i'm trying to compare this directly to the xbox live gold uh version right so the yeah. xbox live version the gold version had essentially the same thing had online multiplayer access uh but the thing that they didn't have was the catalog of 25 high quality games on console were there free games with xbox live gold there probably was oh I mean, yeah you got the games of gold i think right? they even had that with yeah they even had that with like xbox 360 so i don't think they really changed anything and it's the same price i think now they're just trying to like ease xbox users into the overall like I, I don't even know what to call it like the overall ecosystem that is xbox game pass yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah probably um yeah it is interesting that they're saying it's like the next one up for the console is like you do you cannot play online multiplayer but you get all the game pass games yeah it's weird i mean it's yeah. for a dollar more yeah. It's encouraging people to use the ultimate, I think. I mean, definitely. It's weird too. I mean, I don't know. I and I mean I don't think I mean I don't know if Xbox is gonna change it, but if they do if they do like allow online multiplayer on the console tier, they're gonna have to restructure everything, I feel like, to make it make sense almost. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling it may stay, but I don't know. I, I you know, just people much smarter than me probably trying to tear all this out and figure out a way to um be a little more pro-consumer about it but yeah it's definitely just uh it's definitely a just get ultimate kind of approach so yeah <laughs> it's weird yeah it, from the perspective of microsoft and xbox i can see what they're doing 
And I could definitely see why people like consumers who don't have, who only have Xbox live gold would be a little bit annoyed. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah. You know what? Uh, the, the most recent game pass game I probably played recently was like the windows Minecraft version <laughs> that you actually need like the client <laughs> for. It's not like the outside, uh, it's not like the outside moddable version, but yeah. That's oh a, yeah. Yeah. That's but, one, I mean, it's, that's one letdown though. Right, you can't do modded versions of Xbox like Game Pass games, can you? I mean, I don't know, probably not. I mean, well, yeah. see, I don't know. I mean, maybe with like uh, with some of the Fallout games, there's like heavy modding, so it makes me wonder if uh, if they actually yeah, allow... it's like heavily encouraged too. Right? Yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder if they actually allow that. I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't see why not if you wanted to mod like a Fallout, like an older Fallout or something like that. It's a good question though. I don't know the full details. Yeah. Maybe you need the Steam side version. note. Yeah, side note from like the perspective of modding, I think that needs to be encouraged like across the board with modern titles. Because like modding is essentially like free work. If you get stuff that's not like corruptible, you know, like break a game kind of stuff or yeah. like break online integrity in multiplayer games, but stuff that like adds content, like modding and creating new maps, modding and creating like new skins and color formats, stuff like that. Um, texture packaging and stuff like that. Are you saying you want That's really big in emulation. Yeah, yeah. So are you saying you want every game to get a Forge mode? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I think the first time I ever saw... Side note, the first time I ever saw like a Forge mode where you can create your own map was in like a BMX game on, I think, the first Xbox. You can like make Dang. a skate park. Remember like Tony Hawk? This is like around the same era of Tony Hawk. Yeah, I feel like it's insane for an Xbox game, being able to create stuff like that. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. It like, is. God, we're not talking about Xbox in the next one, though. I'll be honest. No, we're switching it up. <laughs> we're switching it up. I'm kind of excited about this one. Uh, I like talking about PlayStation, even though some people think I just rip on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is coming from Game uh, Gaming Bible. This is uh, Richard Lee Breslin, his article. And the title of it is PlayStation Gamers Heartbroken Sony Traded Bethesda Crash and More Than 10 Years of Call of Duty. Yeah, we'll see. Let us All right, let's it, get into it. Let <laughs> let's it go in. into it. Uh, the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard takeover saga may nearly be over, but some fans are left feeling ag- aggrieved. Uh, since 2003, the Call of Duty series has evolved into one of the most commercially successful and popular video game franchises of all time. No doubt, the series was a major reason that Microsoft stumped up uh, $68.7 billion to acquire Activision Blizzard. Does this article, I unfortunately haven't read it yet, but for people that don't know, they are in negotiations again and postponing the official date when that's going to go through. So just a little bit of context. So uh, even though Microsoft has reiterated that it intends to keep Call of Duty multi-platform to extend that uh, Nintendo, oh, to that extent, I'm struggling today, guys, (laughs) to that extent that Nintendo was offered a 10-year deal Sony was concerned that as, at some point in the future, Microsoft could pull the series from PlayStation and keep it on the green brand. If that was uh, to happen, Microsoft would have a shot itself in the foot. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> if that was to happen, Microsoft would have shot itself in the foot, especially as it once admitted it wouldn't be profitable to restrict Call of Duty to just Xbox, even if it meant taking away from its most fierce competitor. When Microsoft made the first steps to acquire... Activision Blizzard in January uh, 2022, many would have assumed that the takeover would have been completed by now, though we still have a little way over 
a way to go until everything is finalized. The first major roadblock to halt its progression, other than Microsoft's, uh, other than PlayStation boss Jim Ryan throwing spanners into the works, was the FTC and CMA's attempt to block the deal, both of which are the US and UK's market regulators, respectively. We've covered that so many times, it feels like, on the podcast. But recently, I'll give the uh, the spark notes to this. Recently, Microsoft went ahead and they won against the FTC, and they have approval to purchase Activision Blizzard. The same thing happened or is going to happen in the UK with the CMA. And essentially following Microsoft's big win in court, it was revealed by Xbox head honcho Phil Spencer that a binding deal has been signed with PlayStation to ensure that Call of Duty remains on the blue brand. Details on that agreement, such as contract length, remains undisclosed at this time. Initially, the offer was 10 years for however amount of money what do you think 10 years dude from the perspective of playstation gamers do you think it's justified to be upset Um, they've lost exclusivity on some of their brands i mean yeah i mean to it is i mean this is the thing i feel like it's all playstation has is their brands so um yeah i mean i think to a certain extent i'd be i mean i'd be a little bit upset about it if i was losing some of my big brands um, I mean, granted, we still they still have all their first party and everything. They they still have a lot of first party, um, and it's it's what it's what keeps Sony afloat. I feel like because I mean, if they didn't have that, people were playing on Xbox or PC. You know what I mean? It's like there's not really much. And um, I mean, even then, they're Sony. I mean, which to Sony's credit, they're starting to allow you know some of the exclusives. Um, it, it's always like they're. Their exclusive first-party games are just timed exclusives at this point, so you know eventually they're going to show up on PC. But um, true. So I mean that's cool, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I was. I mean, yeah, I I you know as a if I was dedicated to Sony heavily and I didn't have any, didn't have a PC or an Xbox or anything like that, um, I'd be like you know it's it could mean that those uh that those IPs you just would never play again. But it's like you know it. it could sway people to invest in a PC, I feel like, at this point, especially if you want to continue to try and get as much as you can uh, out of gaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, this article does go on to talk about how, interestingly, there was no mention other than uh, mention of other Activision franchises such as Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Overwatch, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and what's more is there was no mention of Bethesda Titles, a company that Microsoft had previously acquired, paying $7.5 billion for its parent company, ZeniMax Media, which happened in like 2019, I think, 2018, something like that. Um, unfortunately, it seems that there is a good reason why only Call of Duty was mentioned in the binding agreement, and that's reportedly due to the deal only including the popular first-person series. So... There was uh, a segment which was taken from a Redditor talking about how fans are upset. I'm not really sure how I feel about articles taken from like Reddit and Twitter. Yeah, but that's I mean, gaming bible for you, you know. I, yeah, it's an outlet we don't really cover, but yeah. <laughs> but I, I know. Mean, I'm just. You know. I'll give my take on it, but here yeah. it goes. The quote is: "Outlets such as The Verge published my, uh, Phil Spencer's email to Jim Ryan proposing a 10-year deal to keep all current Activision Blizzard games COD." Overwatch, Crash, Spyro, and etc. on PlayStation. It was rejected. Now this deal is only for COD. Jim Ryan might have made a big mistake. And then it 
goes on to say, say goodbye to those classic Microsoft franchises like Crash, Spyro, Diablo, Overwatch, Tony Hawk. Those aren't in the deal, which is obviously a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another user on Reddit said, I couldn't care less about COD. I don't play those types of games. Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Dishonored, Doom, and Wolfenstein are the games I would want access to. But looks like that's not going to happen. So in other words, once Microsoft officially acquires Activision Blizzard, you're looking to play games from a publisher other than Call of Duty. It might soon be time to invest in Xbox Series X and RS. This is what I... Okay, you go ahead and give your thoughts before I go on a tangent. Dude... Just get an Xbox, man. I, you know, at this point, <laughs> oh, get a PC man. on the real. I mean, yeah. uh, on the real. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's like on the real. You can get a pretty decent, like mid-level machine. Um, it's not that yeah. much money, so uh, yeah, I would recommend yeah, get it. off the couch, buy buy a cheap foldable chair, get one of those like plastic Walmart little stools, yeah. set up a laptop, set up a cheap monitor or desktop. You'll be fine, dude. I mean, if it's really that big of an issue, dude, just you know, you can get a PC, get a tower. Hook it up to your television. You can either get one of those wireless keyboard mice, so you can just navigate to select your games, or you can run like Steam Big Picture if you're like want to stay on Steam or something like that, or some controller-based client where you can just go through games on your controller and couch game still. I mean, there's ways you yeah. can do it if you really wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say you know, I would say eventually get PC. I mean, if this, I mean, it's it seems like the more we talk about this, the more it's like you know, if you're for a lot of people that are like sticking to only like PlayStation or only Sony, we're probably I, I wouldn't necessarily say we're going to see migrations to other platforms, but we're certainly certainly going to see more people adopting like PC and stuff like that into their ecosystem. Because yeah. it's yeah, it's just looking like I mean, it's it's looking more and more like it's going to be um, more relevant to have at the very least a PC if you're a Sony gamer if you're only on PlayStation kind of thing. So, yeah, it's going to be worth it, I think, for people to invest in that. Yeah, I, th- I think this also comes from the mindset of the console wars that happened in basically the late 80s, early 90s, and then it continued on for the longest time. And I know I've mentioned with you so many times about how, like, PlayStation thinks they're still a part of the console wars. But about, like, five years ago, when Xbox Game Pass and xCloud started coming out, it was even before five years ago... Xbox was just like, we don't care about the console wars anymore. We're going to just try to push online gaming and get into like cloud gaming. And now we're the year 2023 and all of everything's going to start switching to the cloud soon and everything's going to be in VR. So like your consoles are obsolete at this point or they're going to be. And the whole scare here about how I don't know. The whole scare about like exclusivities only remaining on Xbox. I can only think of like two, two maybe games like IPs that are exclusive solely to the Xbox console. And it's yeah. Gears of War and Forza. And even <laughs> yeah. Forza you can play on PC now. So that doesn't really even count. And right, Gears yeah. of War, I don't think has had a new game in like 50 years. Yeah, it feels like. Um, it feels like it, yeah. I mean... I mean, yeah. What, like, what about like Halo? Halo's on PC. It's on Steam. I mean, yeah. Is it Forza on PC? My troll yeah. and Tribbin. Yeah. So yeah, is, For- uh... Forza is on PC. Yeah. Like, really? Here, like, what what Xbox games are there that are exclusive? To just Xbox. Yeah, just Xbox. I can't think of any. Don't I really can't. Don't I can. I can think of like what it was. Yeah. But PlayStation has so many. They got like God of War. They got Last of Us. Those are the two, probably the biggest ones in the last like ten years. 
Spider-Man, so, yeah. Spider-Man is the up dude. Spider-Man, like they're holding Spider-Man. Spider-Man and they're upset. It's crazy, bro. Bro, I would trade I will trade Overwatch today for Spider-Man. <laughs> like, come on, man. I would too, not gonna lie. Um I would trade a lot of them. Yeah. But you know, I, I would say I, I would say another IP's days gone, but you know, people messed it up and now we're not getting days gone too, so I'm upset about that's it. That's true, yeah. Here. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Xbox only IP. Wait, I guess Xbox only games. Solely to the console that is solely the Xbox. to the console. This is from Games Radar. It came out in 2023. I'll go real quick about this because this is like a side note from our. We got another. We got a couple more articles, so I'll try to be quick. These are the best Xbox One and Xbox Series X exclusives for you to dive right into, especially via Game Pass. All right, let me go to number one. Okay. Number one is Sea of Thieves. Not true. You can play it on PC. Not a true okay. console exclusive. Yep. Psychonauts 2. I'm pretty sure that is on PC, also... baby. Yep. That's Rounded. Cool. You can play that in the cloud. Play, yeah. You can X Cloud, yeah. I can play yeah, it on my TV. I, you know what I'm saying? But I do think that one might be a console only. Right? Or can you PC. play it on I played PC. it on PC. I played the beta on PC. Okay. Forza Horizon 5, you can play on PC. Gears 5, you can play on PC. Halo Infinite, you can play on Steam. Um, and, and like, PC, obviously. Uh, same thing with Forza Motorsport 7, Sunset Overdrive. That one might be exclusive. I played but, that on PC, what, too, buddy. Hate to break it to you. It is, it is on PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like, what we're getting here is, like, get a PlayStation, and then get PC, and then get the uh, the last article that we literally just covered about the Game Pass. $10 a month. PC Game Pass, hundreds of high quality games on PC, new games on day one, member deals and discounts, and EA Play membership. Ladies and gentlemen, I may. Why do words. I have a console? I may eat my words <laughs> by saying this, but I'm just saying Starfield, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> so it is. if it's actually yeah, good, man. then <laughs> they'll make up for the value right there. Yeah, I think, I think what the article is failing to mention is Microsoft doesn't care about exclusivities anymore. I understand some people might say like, oh, well, you need the Xbox app on the PC to get it to work. But it's like, dude, it's just it's just a web browser almost. It's like a game launcher. You're still yeah. using all your original hardware to make it work. Um, dude, just get a PC, man. It listen, really is li- at that point. Listen to me. Get a PC. <laughs> get a PS5 and a PC. You get yeah, all yeah. the best exclusive that's, like, that are solely on the PS5. This is, th- is going to be my tech stack for gaming. It's literally going to be PC, PS5. That's all you need. Maybe a Switch. It really is. I, I will say a Switch. You could throw that in because like there's a lot. The of... new Switch. Yeah. Whenever it comes out. <laughs> Whenever Switch Two comes out. But like, no. Yeah. I mean, really, all you need is like Nintendo's console, Sony's console, and then a PC, yeah. <laughs> and then you have everything. You know. Um. You have all the. Major I'll be real with you. There's. Things. And here's the cool thing that some people don't know. You don't need an Xbox controller to play on PC. I play. I was literally playing. Halo Master Chief Collection with this. With the PS5 controller. Man, doesn't even know the PS5. The PS5 Edge <laughs> controller, dude. It was sick. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> Playing Halo 3 and Halo 2 with that. Like, come someone on, Someone say it's sacrilegious, but someone say it's genius. You know? It's totally genius. PlayStation <laughs> just builds better controllers. I had to explain that to my buddy that recently bought the Sears S. He's like, my controller keeps disconnecting. I'm like, because it's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's Xbox. Xbox is focused on Game Pass, not hardware. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Seriously. 
right, well, <laughs> that's, funny. that's that's all I got uh, for uh, the article. Oh man! Speaking of hardware, though, it's a good transition to the next article. No um, kidding, because we uh, we are we are we are we are talking about some more regulation from the EU that could be influencing the way hardware is made. This is good for the consumer, though. This is very actually good. like pretty exciting. Yeah, very good. This applies to the Steam Deck, the Rogue Ally, even the Switch. You can see uh, some some uh, rippling effects from this. Um, pretty much anything with a battery, I think, is pretty much subject to any electronic oh, with a battery at this point. It's kind of subject to it. So excited. Um, but yeah, and this is a uh, Windows Central. It's an article from uh, Rebecca Spear, Windows Central. It's a so it's it's like a little bit opinionated, but I agree with it. So um, it's, <laughs> it's so we're gonna treat like facts. <laughs> so yeah, it's facts. Um, it's uh, it's a frustrating but true fact that we've all experienced with our phones, laptops, gaming hand, gaming handhelds, and other electronics. Batteries degrade over time, making it so that eventually um, it cannot hold as much power and or last as long. As many of us have experienced, uh, my well-loved Steam Deck, you know, sometimes I wish I had a Steam Deck, you know, <laughs> my uh, same, honestly. Uh, the Steam Deck. Uh, so Rebecca's Steam Deck already doesn't have the best battery life, which is uh, which is why she's sure um, she'll eventually have to replace the battery the minute it degrades to a horrible degree. Um, this might be a whole lot sooner than later. And she said, I'm not looking forward to this as the process of removing the battery is unreasonably difficult, uh, which is illustrated in the uh, some of the photos below. But yeah, it's, uh, it's no walk in the park to replace a uh, lithium-ion battery that is stored no. up in the uh, Steam Deck. And that just goes for any no. any mobile device. Um, but thanks to some new battery regulation passed in the EU, it looks like Valve will be forced to manufacture new versions of the Steam Deck that feature replaceable batteries, even though it had no problems of releasing a new version anytime, or had no plans of releasing a new version anytime soon. Uh, I cannot even tell you how excited I am about this. I'm right there with you, Rebecca. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Um, for one thing, having a Steam Deck designed with a replaceable battery gives more control, um, over, uh, over, uh, other game devices. Um, it's so weird, like having to read this in like third person. And Somebody else's person. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like I'm trying to their first person point of view. I'm trying to <laughs> meld it into kind of a third person thing as I go. Um, I, uh, I think you're doing well though. Yeah, and so um, you know, it ensures that you uh, that people will actually be able to fix their handhelds without accidentally breaking it, which I think is uh, certainly if you're taking apart a uh, Steam Deck. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Just looking at the photo in the article, it's um, yeah. That this is you know, it's looks it's, like a pain, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, it yeah it does. I mean, looking at this too, it's uh, I mean, it's interesting for me because like, like I said, I think uh, I got into that little, I got into a hobby, you know, a few months back where I was like oh, yeah. just taking apart electronics and stuff. It's cool to see, and um, it makes I think if there was one thing I've like learned from it so far, it's kind of like um, like yeah, there's something, especially newer devices, it's more difficult. But um, just seeing like there's things aren't necessarily as fragile as you may think. So um, and uh, the way of actually cleaning electronics is a lot uh, a lot easier than you think as well. So if you're trying Definitely. to get into it. It's uh, that is know, so ironic. By the way, for the people that are just listening and like you're new to the show, this man didn't clean his PC for over two years and it was bottlenecking. So the fact that you're saying it's so much easier to like clean your electronics coming from you, I got a roast. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll <laughs> I'll take, take it. an opportunity. I'll take it. You know. I'm uh, I'm like that. I don't remember the last time I uh, cleaned the dust on my PC. Mike, I'll be honest. I'm saying I might, it might I take be off real. That, I took off that front panel. It'll be just caked. You know. I'm. <laughs> I'll pull. I'll pull mine off. Maybe at the end of the. At <laughs> yeah. the end of the episode. I haven't <laughs> cleaned it in a while. I, I've noticed the uh, dust piling up. Ah, uh, uh, if you do it, I'll do it, dude. <laughs> I'm just. I'm take all the filter. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Fair enough. 
For savvy Steam Deck fans, replacing the SSD and the fans has already been a, uh, a popular hobby to improve the performance of the handheld. However, the act of replacing the battery has notoriously become a frustrating undertaking due to the amount of unnecessary work it takes. You see, the Steam Deck battery is tightly nestled between other components and is so strongly glued into place that it takes a long, patience-filled time to carefully pry up the adhesive and get it out. As such, it's very easy to get frustrated and damage the battery and the other components around it, even if you're using the proper prying tools. It's tempting to want to use heating to loosen the glue, but that can also prove to be extremely dangerous since damaging the Steam Deck battery uh, can lead to swelling and not fitting properly, or even worse, catching fire later on. Um, this made me hope that a newer version of the Steam Deck would make the uh, battery easier to remove, but that didn't seem likely to happen in the near future. Just earlier this year, Valve designer Lawrence Yang and engineer um, Pierre Lupe, I, I was going to say Pierre Lupe, but that's <laughs> Pierre Lupe, uh, Gra <laughs> I was going like, to say <laughs> Grafias. <but> <laughs> Grafias, no, no. Like, like no, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a French last name. Grafias, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he explained in an interview that Valve didn't have plans to release a new Steam Deck model anytime soon. Um, quote, a true next-gen deck uh, with a significant bump in horsepower wouldn't be for a few years. Uh, fortunately for my battery desires, things are a-changing, as they say. Um, this new EU battery regulation will require Valve to start making a new version with a replaceable battery at least. Um, for further information, the Council that EU's regulation on new batteries and waste batteries makes it so uh, any company ho hoping to sell devices in the EU, including Valve, will have to make it possible for consumers to replace their own batteries and devices by 2027. So we have, you know, a few years before it's kind of in full effect. Um, and I know um, most recently, and something that's going to affect by the end of this year, is a lot of companies are having to uh, take their devices, particularly Apple, I'm calling out here, for using proprietary lightning on their devices. Um, EU regulation passed uh, years ago, and now it's getting to a point where by the end of this year, all devices being sold in the EU require that you utilize USB-C as your preferred charging port um, and kind of making it one unified thing, which I am... F I mean, dude, I... The light not only was lightning <laughs> just, like, annoying, but, dude, the data transfer rates on a lightning cable are trash because it was developed way, like, before, like, you know, the latest advancements USB technology kind of took off. And so, yeah, data transfer rates were terrible. And, like, if you're shooting, like, ProRes video on an iPhone, I mean, this is, like, ProRes, like, cinema camera-grade footage. I mean, the files were monsters, and trying to export that off an iPhone was a nightmare because you just had limited throughput. I could go on and on. But this is an example of the EU doing something... uh trying to help not only the consumers in their market, but also in turn helping the world because, you know, you got to sell devices in the EU. That's the truth. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the EU. I think more than the US, to be honest, collectively. <laughs> uh, it's um, a huge market for sure. Definitely. Um, this is good. I, I'm pretty excited, man, because it's like, this isn't only going to apply to the Steam Deck. It's going to apply to the Rogue Ally, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other ones that we covered if i can remember uh, i can't remember logitech was making one too the, yeah the right? g cloud the, it was a g yeah. cloud yeah yeah i was trying to remember i was like there's definitely another one um, i mean yeah dude it's gonna be interesting for phones right i mean yeah, think about that's it, like phones one. i mean phones are definitely gonna be affected too so it's uh it's one of those things i mean i will say uh, the eu 
I, I, it's interesting how the EU kind of gives grace to it. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're making these new devices, oh, yeah, like, you have prepared. a few years, like it's not just going to be, <laughs> we're just going to enact this by the end of the year. So you have time to adjust to it, which is, you know, definitely needed, I think, for probably tech companies. But that also means that they're going to find every single possible way that they could delay <laughs> having to make this change until the very last, like, second. So and I think yeah. that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, with a, I mean, it's kind of what we see with Apple and all those companies. Like, they, they didn't, they're not making this change until the, and it's it's going to be the newest model phone that comes out in September is going to be the uh, it's probably going to have USB C now so it kind of waited till last minute but I mean you know it's uh it's kind of the way it is and I'm sure it's a huge undertaking and for some companies and but I I think overall it's uh yeah I mean I think it's gonna be good it's you know seeing um one thing I'm always jealous of when it comes to, like Android phones or anything like that is like a lot of the older models had just replaceable batteries so oh, if yeah. your battery ballooned you could just get a new one um so, yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean, do, yeah, yeah, it's do they get dangerous, man? They get dangerous. They don't really balloon anymore, but they do definitely degrade a little bit. It's like they degrade. There's two problems that happens with the mobile phones: is one, they degrade over time, so they just start losing their charge. Yeah. Two, every time they do like a new service update to make the game more efficient, they the, every single one of these like developers know that your battery is degrading over time, and they probably have like some type of like graph chart or something about like how old your phone is based on the degrade time because there is a yield property that's like the battery life will degrade um make it less likely to have like a stronger fuller charge for longer periods of time right yeah. but they'll they'll take it that into account they can either say okay well do we lower the power and the efficiency of that device so the battery lasts longer or do we keep doing what we're doing make sure that you still get the same amount of power and then like further degrading further making it so like your phone dies pretty quickly it's like my phone now is uh about six years old coming out coming up on six i think it's it's pretty old like yeah i'll i'll say four and a half because i like adding a year every now and then so four <laughs> and a half going on five and that guy can't hold a full charge for like longer than seven hours which tells me it's like <laughs> if i go out of town and i don't have a charge my phone's dead unless oh, yeah. i switch everything off you know <laughs> man dude it, yeah it's like that with whole electronics i mean yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, I mean, definitely degrades over time. I I, yeah. mean, I think it was funny seeing companies that, like, intentionally degraded the, the battery because it was kind of like they, Apple. they, yeah, I mean, Apple, like, they were arguing the point that they either had to, like, take away, like, either, like, degrade the battery or the CPU or something like that. They couldn't, like, have both, which is really weird. It was, right. It just ended up being a whole thing, but. um, Yeah, made, but yeah. didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, definitely didn't. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, the article continues to go on a little bit. It says, uh. Of course, this means that uh, Valve will need to start manufacturing new versions of the Steam Deck that come with intentionally replaceable, uh, replaceable batteries, thus removing the frustrating hassle we'll currently deal with. Uh, uh, I expect, this new Rebecca expects that the new Steam Deck uh, will be much uh, like what the Switch OLED was, Nintendo Switch, where most of the components were exactly the same. Um, you know, say one big, two, one or two semi-big changes. Uh, Jane previously told us the next-gen deck likely won't release for another few years yet. Uh, this regulation will require the same replacement batteries rules for Nintendo Switch, uh, Asus Rogue Ally, and virtually any other device with a battery as well, um, since it applies to all waste prob all waste portable batteries, electronic, um, electric vehicle batteries, uh, industrial batteries, starting lighting and ignition batteries, um, used mostly on vehicles and machinery, and batteries for light means of transportation, whether it's e-bikes, mopeds, e-scooters. Um, now, it's possible that Valve would only make this change to the Steam Deck units headed to the EU markets. However, I, 
but also uh look at the back here and say that uh it's probably not gonna happen if anything it's like just make it for everybody you know it's such a hassle to <laughs> like have different versions for different regions and i feel like that's kind of just more trouble than it's worth yeah it's just, pretty tough you know, just release for everyone at that point But yeah, uh, some of these third-party Steam Deck batteries. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this will give yeah retailers. Um, you know, I, this is gonna give many retailers to probably release third-party batteries as well. Uh, some of these third-party Steam Deck batteries might even be far more powerful than the Valve Valve makes itself, which is a um, which is a happy thought indeed. Yeah, that's another thing too. It's like you know you um, like components like this where it's like replaceable and you can um, and there's there may not necessarily be like a major patent on it. And then all these companies can try and make their own versions. Yeah, I mean, dude, I just, yeah. dude, I don't know. This uh, this just reminds me of like storage and like Xbox's proprietary like <laughs> like dude, Series X so storage, like with Seagate and whatnot. Predatory. It's so yeah. funny, man. Um, the fact that that's even a thing. But, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you could put. I think you can like replace the SSD in like a PlayStation pretty easily, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that, like a PS5. Um, yeah, I think you might be able to. I mean, technically, you can you can switch up and use a USB. I mean, I was doing it on the Xbox Series X using a USB for all my games that I was emulating. Yeah. I never really tried it with, like, the new titles because I definitely know that's illegal. But I'm sure there's a word around somewhere. Yeah, sure there is. In the end, it's just all computer programming. There are ways to break things. Yeah, as a programmer, I'm fully aware. So (laughs) I totally get that. Um, But yeah, I mean... Your batteries will soon be replaceable, Mike. I think is the best way to sum up this article. Um, yeah, we're soon we're gonna see a huge wave of a uh, more control to the consumer, which is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, EU. Very cool. <laughs> I'm very excited, man, because I I did have a little bit of a, a a thought of like, well, they're just gonna make crappier batteries so people just buy new ones more and more frequently, kind of thing. Yeah. But then the comment about, well, there might be some third-party sellers that will make better batteries that last longer. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Which I feel like is always the case for a lot of these electronics. Um, especially oh, yeah, with, like, like, phone cables and stuff. Like, the default phone standard, like, <laughs> charging cable trash. you get with your phone is, like, always trash. And then you get, like, actual good ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, but... The threaded. That's yeah. the way to go. Dude. I, I'm, I'll that's say right now... It, dude, it you... lights up. Look at this. Yeah, lights dude. up. I, I'm a proponent. If you ever need like a phone charging cable, dude, always look at Anchor. They make good lightning yes, USB C. Like, oh yeah, like micro USB. I mean, it's all fantastic. I, I love Anchor, so I don't know. That's a good point. You know, obviously we're not sponsored, but you know, <laughs> so I'm saying, you know, we ever want a cable I sponsor? Mean, they want to. Red. Um, I don't know. There's there's games coming out though, Mike, and uh, this, I don't know how this next article got me feeling. I'll say that. Uh, I hope you're feeling good about it at least. Well, That's what I'm first of all, it's it's coming from like one of our our main kind of sources, which I don't know how to really feel about that. It just <laughs> seems to be they have like the most the most articles that we can commentate on. I think they're usually opinionated, you know, yeah, clickbaity so. almost. That definitely gets us. So this is from Kotaku. It is by Zach Zwiezen. Zweizen? Zweizen. That's what it is. Zweizen. It's about, st- it's about uh, Star Wars Outlaws. So, apparently, the planets will be as big as entire Assassin's Creed games. Dude, that is a so huge what'd promise. Say, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, did, did, I, did I break up? Should I repeat myself? Or are you no, actually, I'm just, I'm like, just there's no way. I just, I'm, I'm baffled. 
you know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We've heard one. promises like this before. Big name brands or companies coming out and saying, we're going to build the biggest game possible for like, just to be the biggest like map possible. <laughs> so anyways, the, uh, the undertitle, the subtitle is all of the plans in Ubisoft's uh, Ubisoft's upcoming open world Star Wars game are handcrafted and not procedurally generated. Interesting. See, okay. This come from a studio, mind you. This come from a studio that laid off like everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, and you know, the last presentation that they had, this was a huge proponent banking, and they're probably banking. I mean, they they're throwing the kitchen sink at this game, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Every studio is touching one aspect of it. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I I will say I didn't read the sub the uh, the subtext or the subtitle, and uh, I mean the fact that it's handcrafted, not procedurally generated. You know, I, I mean, procedurally generated is cool and all, but I think, I think there's definitely. I mean, if you're handcrafting these worlds, I mean, yeah, people can get lazy with it, but like, handcrafted's got me excited because it could be more unique. So. Oh, definitely. I they got to start off at like a base point. There's got to be something that's like procedurally generated, yeah. like some templates, and then they go into like editing it. You know, mm-hmm. it's something is like a sphere. You know. I mean, and yeah. then just go from there. Yeah, I mean, there's assets, obviously. I think they're going to use, but like, yeah, thank you. That's stuff. the word, assets. Yeah, yeah. All right, shall we get into it? Um, this is basically coming from the perspective of Zach, so I'm just going to read it as is because I'm not as smart as Kyle. I don't know how to change <laughs> uh, point of views that well. <laughs> so he goes. I think everybody expected Ubisoft's upcoming open world Star Wars game, Star Wars Outlaws, to be huge. That's been the case with most of the publishers' recent open world games. But the developers behind Outlaws recently confirmed just how big it might be, explaining that planets in the game will be as big as multiple regions in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which notably is one of the biggest games they've ever made, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's second, because Valhalla was size yeah, that's right. 60 plus hours, I think. Oh my gosh, Odyssey, dude. I think Odyssey was like 30. Mind you, this is just completing the game this is a completionist <laughs> this is like a base game <laughs> like 60 hours dude like bro hey maybe it was 40 for odyssey it was a lot i think origins was like 20 or 30 i mean it just kept getting bigger and it ballooned to 60 in valhalla which is <laughs> like god bro do you know we're gonna need like we're gonna need so many m.2 ssd drives that are like high capacity now if I mean, these yeah. games just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Storage is like the next crisis in gaming. All compression. I mean, I, I will I will give Fallout. I you know Fallout Four was a huge game, and I will give it credit. I think it was yeah. like twenty five gigs. It was pretty small. So. <laughs> Screw. That's that's very true. I I haven't even checked how big uh, Diablo was. I'm pretty sure it was around like a hundred. But that's not what we're here for. Let's get into it. So, continuing on with the article. In June, after rumors and teases, Ubisoft and in-house developers. Uh, massive entertainment finally revealed as Star Wars Outlaws, an open world game set in that famous galaxy far, far away. In Outlaws, which takes place between the events of The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi, you'll play as a scoundrel and thief, K. Vess. And because this is a Star Wars, a franchise built on fond, uh, found family and ragtag groups coming together, you won't be alone. You'll have a cute alien sidekick, and according to the internet... <laughs> Oddly sexy droid partner. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly sexy. Jesus. I love how you say according to the internet. This isn't my take. <laughs> <I'm just fat laughs> <Yeah. ass. laughs> 
So, while we still don't know what the game's actual narrative is, nor what you'll be doing precisely, we do know that the galaxy is outlaw in Outlaws is going to be very, very big, although not stupidly big. In an interview with Edge Magazine, Outlaws creative director Julian uh, G. Wrightley uh, compared the size of the game's handcrafted planets with areas in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, another Ubisoft open-world blockbuster. And let's go ahead and quote G. Wrightley. It's a crude analogy, but the size of one planet might be equivalent to two of the zones in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It could be two to three zones, but it's not this sort of epic, the whole of England cre recreated approach. <laughs> so what he's saying is there's not as much detail in these uh, big giant creations, no. but they're big. It doesn't sound <laughs> like it. Um, I wonder if they're like desert planets or like forest planets and just massive <laughs> gaps between stories or between uh, cities and towns. It's like you know? the most basic scenery you can recreate. Just copy pasted <laughs> over, oh, that would, over a zone. I, I mean, then we can say they're a lion, you know? I know. That's what I'm saying. Tell dude, the truth. Uh, dude, uh, I, I just hate that Ubisoft games in particular. It's just like, I just, it's it. You you know there's Bethesda games Mike grain of salt you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. and then there's Ubisoft games where it's grains of salt you know what I'm saying like the whole shaker dog like it's just oh man until I see it it's uh it can be yeah. deceiving it's a fact actually <laughs> all right um let's continue on so now depending on which zones you're referring to this could mean the planets the Star Wars allies are pretty big or even incredibly enormous uh, enormous. Um, as some regions in, in Odyssey were small islands, while others were giant chunks of ancient Greece. Based on what you rightly told Edge, even a modest estimation would likely mean some planets of Star Wars Outlaws are multiple times bigger than entire Assassin's Creed games like Syndicate or Unity. Yes, I mean, Syndicate and Unity were smaller games, so I mean, it makes sense. Um, yeah, but they're still freaking huge. I mean, oh, yeah. this actually has a. Uh... A video comparison of all the different map sizes and how big it actually oh, is. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, for context, <sighs> um, a lot of people have like never played Assassin's it. Creed before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, this is sick. It. What? I, I love seeing things like this. I, I I haven't seen the Assassin's Creed one. I've oftentimes looked up what is the biggest world, like biggest open world in a video game, and um, uh, is yeah. it a Minecraft? Yeah, Minecraft. I mean, it's definitely Minecraft. It's like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exponential, but um, I mean, not excluding Minecraft. I think I want to say like, I mean, I I think Witcher Three might have been pretty big. Um, obviously the Assassin's Creed games are on that list for just being huge. I mean, <laughs> looking at, I mean, like this is rogue, that's dude. A, like the entirety of Greece. That's that's origins. That's pretty dude. Eighty kilometers squared. Is that what that is? Eighty kilometers. Jesus, I don't even know what man. that is. Um. It's a lot. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's like 160 Odyssey, miles or more. Odyssey's 130, and then yeah, Black Flag. That was the ocean. That's because Black Flag Black, was the Caribbean. Black Flag <laughs> was freaking mental. How big it yeah. was. Yeah, Black. Flag. I always thought Black Flag was the biggest, right? Or are they saying? I think they are saying okay. it's the biggest. Yeah, like Black Flag. Well, I mean, yeah, it's because it's the ocean, yeah. dude. Like it's huge. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the whole Odyssey. of the Caribbean. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's yeah, whole... it's like the entirety of the Caribbean. Um. Actually, I'm honestly curious. Like, uh, I'm sure assuming this video was made, yeah, five years ago. So yeah, this is way before okay, yeah, <laughs> Valhalla. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know how big Valhalla is, but yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, Assassin's Creed World's pretty big, Mike. You know what I'm saying? So when they're saying Outlaws, is, uh, it gives you the perspective of Syndicate and whatnot. Um, yeah, I can imagine it's going to be a huge, uh, huge game. This is the thing. I'm both scared and excited that there's so many studios involved. Uh, mostly scared, admittedly. But I think it'll be interesting to see how big this game actually is, especially when you got this few people working on it. And it's kind of like, you know, this is our studio needs to stay afloat game. So, <laughs> or our published publishing Very company needs to stay afloat game. So, um, it has, it, I will say this has to be good. I'm not saying it's going to be, but I'm saying I feel like it has to be if, uh, if, you know, if, if Ubisoft wants to kind of maintain relevancy. Um, but you know what they could do to maintain relevancy, Mike? Uh, yeah, Splinter Cell. Probably. <laughs> I, I literally, I was literally, I was gonna say, bring back Splinter, Splinter Cell, Cell, bro. <laughs> like, oh, Splinter Cell, please. <laughs> like, I'd love to play another Splinter Cell game. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me at least, I think it'd be a way to kind of, you know, bring back an old franchise that you know people have been wanting a new installment for. I know we're not gonna get, you know, the OG Sam Fisher voice. I, it's probably no, not gonna happen, but, but mean, get something close. You know what I'm saying? It can people that sound just like, like a it, spiritual man. successor with like a different character entirely, but call it Splinter Cell. Like, it's the new Academy coming in. Yeah. Like, or something passing like that. of the torch. Have Sam Fisher's character be the new teacher for the next Splinter Cell. Yeah. Like, Spy. Like, you know? like Sam Fisher was an iconic voice, but yeah, I mean, you could do a reboot where, you know, you have someone else who has that, like, kind of mystical, like, demeanor and is not very, like, yes. you know, is not very out there. Because I think if you put someone in there, it's like bombastic. It's and like just <laughs> like zany. I guess is the best way to describe it. It probably just wouldn't be yeah. uh, <laughs> wouldn't be that good. But I don't know, dude. That like Ubisoft today, if they did that, man. Um, as long as it's you know, as long as it's a banger, dude. I'm I'm playing it. Um, so anyway, man. I mean, Outlaws is a yeah. They, there's a lot of banking on this game, you know, Mike. I'm gonna say, and when you're saying the world's this big, it's like all right. But I mean, you know, I got the salt shaker uh, right here representing uh, <laughs> how uh, how much I have going into this game. So we'll see, Mike. Out of the, the space stuff looked pretty cool, though. We saw like the space travel and whatnot, like the ships right. and everything. So it, it does. Like all the gameplay that we've seen of uh, Star Wars Allies looks really good. I just don't know whether. Um, I think you know what I think they will have some success because Star Wars is such a massive IP. And this, I can't remember what what was the other game. Star Wars game that came out that wasn't done by EA. I think this might be the first one, right? First one in a long time, because all the other ones yeah, are EA. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. So EA doesn't have the exclusivity anymore, which means that we finally get to see another studio take a crack at it. And like you said, they can't mess up. And yeah. obviously, they're trying not to mess up when it comes to sales, because why else would you go out and say, like, this is going to be the biggest game you've ever played in Star Wars? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, so. There's a lot of hype now. I hope they can deliver. Yeah, hopefully, dude. It's it's one of those things. Like I get uh, I, don't, I get scared for game links from Ubisoft now, especially after Valhalla. It's like if they see this thing. Yeah. Like you think if they went out and made an eighty-hour minimum, you gotta what it takes to beat the game. Eighty hours. Do you think people would be into that or not into that? <laughs> uh, it's hard to say, right? Because it's like Elden Ring was a long time too, wasn't it? But that was a, Ring, yeah. like, wasn't that like eighty hours too? I, I How long did Elden Ring take? A long I don't time. The whole link. I don't remember. I I have the internet. Hold on, but I mean, I know it's like a big game, so it's kind of like you know, um, like time to beat fifty-seven and a half 57. hours. Oh, you're okay. Oh, so it's not oh. that big, but it's like 
think about this the witcher game, 3 huh? wild hunt which recently got an update by the way for anybody that still plays that game um, or thinking about getting back to it it, <laughs> it recently got an update there's patch notes online 50 uh, that game, hours 56 only 51 for the i thought it was longer year. than that 56 yeah. for game of the year 126 if you want to complete side quest too holy crap so you're saying Dude. 80 hours oh i mean i don't know I man mean. i don't know how, like that's that's a long time Dude. i think that's a very I mean, specified number of people yeah, how many is uh so. assassin's creed all is 16 and a half for the main story just Dude, the main story i the complaint that i've heard from people that have played these games is when it gets above like 55 they just start seeing repetitive that's the thing. that don't really matter to the overall it, arc but you have to do it because it's the main story and it looks good on paper when yeah, they have a big number and see the thing is i know this is kind of we're getting into like game design at this point but i know you're very much aware of this if you are going to make a game that is that long you have to make the repetitive actions in the game rewarding to a point where it keeps it stays rewarding right like if you're gonna make oh, yeah. a game that long there has to be a lot of aspects done right in order to keep the player engaged at hour 40, 50, 60. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like the rep, like the repetitive nature has to be, there has to be like juice there that, <laughs> that is still good after, uh, after all that time. So I, it's one of those, like, I think it takes lightning in a bottle almost to make a game that long that a lot of people will play. Um, and very yeah. much enjoy. I mean, that's the thing. Let's think about like MMOs, right? Like if you're making an MMO, you have to make that, you have to make like the skilling or whatever you're doing fun for long periods of time. So, um, and you know, especially recently, that's it's kind of like the MMO genre is kind of like I feel like almost faded. But obviously, there's like there's like Diablo, but I don't know if that's that's not really technically an MMO, right? It's kind of just like <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's co-op yeah. and everything. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's things like a RuneScape. It's kind of why it's you know it's it's only diehards at this point, like die diehards at this point, because you know, those type of MMOs, I feel like uh. I don't know, because and you see so many people that are like, you know, they want to play those style of games, and they're like, dude, if a good one comes out, dude, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be synced in, dude. I ain't doing anything else. But it's like, I don't know. I just, I, I almost, you know, I, I hope I'm proven wrong, but I almost feel like we're past that, and we're not gonna get an insane MMO that consumes everyone like WoW or anything like that. Um, no, so. I, I think WoWs are kind of been falling off for a while now, and same thing with like RTS games. It's really unfortunate, but that's kind of the truth. There hasn't been yeah. a big mmo to come out in a while hasn't really been a successful rts to come out in a while there hasn't dude but will star wars be the game if it's a long one star wars outlaws will it be the game that uh draws a crowd and gets uh ubisoft back in good graces i think it's going to sell for sure um regardless of, this is going to be one of those games that people are definitely pre-ordering yeah so, probably yeah um yeah yeah i don't know yeah we'll see i, I definitely want to see reviews and everything to see if it's actually decent um I think overall it comes down to it is like a Ubisoft kind of open world game. So um, obviously I think most people, including myself have, have, you know, apprehensions going into a game like that, especially when it's Ubisoft. So it'll come yeah. down to reviews and I don't know if it's one of those things, everyone's praising it and whatnot. Um, I may jump in, but, it, or it could just be like Elden Ring where it's like, I'm glad it's great, but like, it's just not my kind of game kind of, at least like not right now. I, I, you know, I think one day, Someone like me is gonna like pick up Dark Souls, and then I'm just sunk into the whole series. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna play for <laughs> yeah, like that's, months. That's over. I, I feel like it's gonna hit me one day, but it just hasn't yet. So one day when I'm just like, I really just have nothing else to do. It's gonna be like, all right, well here we go, trying out the, yeah, the Souls I, universe. 
I think we're going to get a better understanding of what Star Wars Outlaws can become after Starfield comes out. Because Starfield is going to come out pretty soon here. And that's like a space odyssey. It's not Star Wars. Because that's like a whole opera, right? That's something insane. But it gives us an intro into what space simulators can be like. And it depends on what kind of game Outlaws is going to be. Are they concentrating on the on the planets do they want to have this kind of like exploration space simulator or are they going to concentrate on overall or like overall story that assassin's creed's like you know because like they put you in the universe and they want you to have fun but they really want you to pay attention to the story during it (laughs) no it's true um yeah i mean i just i was thinking about too like in terms of starfield it's like it's like i really want to try and go to that game with no expectations because i feel like especially the past couple rpgs i played it's like I think part of me has been wanting it to be like the initial experience I had with RPGs when I was like playing Fallout initially. Like, yeah. I think I just, I get slightly disappointed because I don't have that nostalgia. I need to like switch my brain off and just be like, you I really just enjoy, the, just enjoy yeah. the game for what it is kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so I, definitely for Starfield, I'm going to go into it with uh, no expectations and, you know, rightfully so, especially with the way Bethesda's been. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a game I'm looking forward to. And the fact that it's on game pass, it's like, uh, I don't know. I may, I, I won't say yet, but I, I don't want to commit the carnal sin of pre-ordering the game just to get it five days early. But I don't know. I don't know, Mike. <laughs> if how the reviews go, I might have to break that rule. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, if the re- reviews are good and you see gameplay on stream, I'm not going to give you a hard time. <laughs> but if the reviews are bad and you don't see anything, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roast you. I, nah, I, it ain't <laughs> happening. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna weigh heavily on reviews because um. I mean, I think, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think there's definitely going to be review copies going out middle of next month and then <laughs> we'll start hearing stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's certainly before the actual pre-order window starts, we'll have, uh, we'll hopefully have like decent reviews <laughs> out there so we can make a good, a nice good judgment call. But, uh, that's what I'll be looking for with Outlaws as well. Star Wars Outlaws. So let's see. I'll see how this okay, go. All right. We have one more article, Mike. And this is actually kind of this- a quick one. I know we're like way over at this oh, yeah. point but um we definitely are but yeah this is definitely one of those quick ones where you just like i just think it's kind of interesting that's why you know i just threw it in um but yeah so the this comes from tech spot uh rob thuborn thuborn like torbjorn i don't know <laughs> 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 but rob from tech spot uh he wrote an said mastermind behind the uber hack and gta 6 leaks was declared unfit for trial um, it was mid-September of last year, 2022, when the Uber announced uh, it was investigating a cybersecurity incident that compromised many of its internal systems, giving the hacker, who said he was just 18 years old, almost complete access to the company's network. Uh, the breach was said to be worse than the 2016 hack that exposed the details of over 57 million Uber customers. Um, while that incident brought quite a bit of attention, it was nothing compared to what happened next. The same hacker that compromised Uber's network leaked a swath of content... Uh, for what is arguably the most anticipated game ever, GTA 6. It's included test build videos and screenshots, most of which were removed after Take-Two issued copyright strikes against the host. Um, He also attempted to negotiate a deal with Rockstar, asking for a five-figure sum in return for not leaking its in-game source code. It was only a couple days later that the city of London police arrested the alleged hacker. Um, I'm not even going to say his name. I ain't going to give him attention. I don't even know how to say it, so it helps. I'm yeah, just, I think that's know. the main question. <laughs> um, they, they see the assistance from the FBI and NCCU. Rogers um, reported that he is accused of causing almost $3 million of damages to Uber and, and assessing 
accessing across 5,000 um, Revolut customers' information. Um, this hacker is also accused alongside a 17-year-old blackmailing BT Group, uh, Britain's biggest broadband provider and mobile operator EE, between July and November of 2021. They demanded a $4 million ransom. Uh, the pair was also alleged uh, to be behind a hack of NVIDIA. God, dude, these guys, man, they're just all over the place. Like These children, dude. These black hat children. They're just going around just hacking everything with malicious intent. It's crazy, dude. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that makes you wonder like, how, they, how people figure out stuff like this, right? Like, one, you have to have a lot of time in your hands. And two, it's kind of like, it's just, I don't know, it's wild to me. I mean, they're probably, it, it, what's funny too is they're probably really smart, which is like the ironic thing about it because it's like if you can do all that, like hacking all that, yeah. um, unless you're doing it purely based off social engineering, then, uh, I mean, which is also a talent of its own, but anyways. That's so, true. The 12 offenses that the, uh, that the, that the crook faces um, include three counts of blackmail, two counts of fraud, and six charges under the Computer Misuse Act. I previously pleaded guilty to one account of fraud, two offenses under the Computer Misuse Act, and breaching bail conditions. Um, he's been arrested, or he has been assessed by uh, by um, by psychologists. I guess I'll say. I don't know how to say that word. Say that one. <laughs> by mental experts, uh, as not fit to stand trial. In the UK, this means that someone does not have the capacity to stand trial due to a disability or mental disorder. Uh, this disability must be such that they cannot understand the charges, the nature of the proceedings, or the evidence. Which is interesting, because, like I said, you have to be pretty smart to do this kind of stuff, so the fact that they're mentally unfit for trial is interesting to me. Um, unless they have some sort of disability. Which, you know, who knows. Um, but yeah, dude. It was, you know, a couple of teenagers that almost leaked the entirety of GTA 6's source code. Could you imagine if that source code went out? I mean crazy you know it's like i change just, everything i mean just <laughs> like seeing, i mean yeah just seeing the hacks and everything it's uh i mean yeah seeing that like like i said we we obviously didn't cover it at the time because like you know i ain't about promoting that kind of stuff but it's like um but yeah i mean i unfortunately saw a couple of the screenshots and even a couple of the videos and i was like so did i they're about this, to change everything too it was it was kind of like I mean, this might be legit. And then later on, we find out from Take Two themselves, like, oh, yeah, it's legit. And we're taking kind of legal action almost. It's, it was insane, man, because, like, we haven't seen a leak that big in a while, um, especially of a game of that size. So, I mean, just uh, it's one of those things, and, and it makes you wonder, you know, um, I, I think some of these leaks, too, I think it's, you know, it's not only just, like, they're hacking into the network, but it's, like, Someone at the company clicked a weird link, and then all of a sudden, it's like they, they it gives the hacker a backdoor, and then they can just access everything. It's, it's. Uh, I'm sure that's probably what it was, right? Either someone from HR or some department that's not tech savvy, yeah. and that's why you know a lot of companies they try to you know promote. Um, they they try to either they'll do like kind of like tests to see, um, if if people actually can understand, or they'll kind of like you know just um they'll be more aware of like you know be aware of links and stuff like that, um. But I've also, it's funny too, I've heard of companies that they'll pose like fake, like, you know, like links and stuff like that fake on links. purpose. See who clicks. And they'll see who <laughs> clicks and they'll be like, all right, you are all idiots kind of thing. Um, yeah, so it's interesting, but um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's probably one of those, like, probably something like that happened. Yeah. I don't know, Mike, dude, do you, are you, uh, are you sure, do, do you feel, uh, do you feel inferior to these teenagers, dude, that they <laughs> are just getting all this stuff? Uh, code, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know man inferior no and probably never um but when it comes to like hacking and being able to do that that's pretty neat 
I've always found that pretty fascinating. I do think that if you have that ability, you can still make money. Oh yeah. Like it's not going to be as much, but if you can hack into the one of these like major major companies, they'll pay you to show how you got in. Yeah. Because that's like I mean, valuable information to save on real like money. Yeah. I mean, you know? I know you know about it. You know the sites where it's literally like you go on and say. Okay, if you can find our vulnerabilities, we'll pay you a lot of money. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just like these tasks almost. Um, it really I mean, are. It's I've like seen some like Spotify break in this way. Yeah, it's like Spotify will put out like um, bounties to be like, hey, like you can if you can like get in or you can get information from us or find a vulnerability, we'll pay you thousands because <laughs> you know it's a uh, it's good info to have. So. Yeah, I mean e- easily. Yeah, what we're saying is, if you're a black hat, consider to be like the gray white hat. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, and lean more yeah. towards the white hat where you're like willing to kind of help out companies because, uh, yeah, a lot of that information is very valuable. Yeah, but 12 counts this person faces, three counts of, uh, well, 12 offenses, three counts of blackmail, two counts of fraud, and six charges under uh, Computer Misuse Act. I mean, six charges, I mean, that's just basically doubling up on his already charges, you know? That's like, <laughs> like... That's like asphalt black had yeah you know i'm saying like i think it's yeah, it's like, think what it's, are you doing man <laughs> so obviously i i don't know like i i google the person's name and like there are a couple images that show up and it's like it's pretty apparent it's like okay the person helping him 17 this kid is probably like 18 19 mm. this is the middle of when everything shut down everybody's at home not doing anything <laughs> it's true yeah it could be one of those stupid situations i think they even made a movie about it like two young kids are just uh well that's a little bit redundant but two kids are like just bored and they hack into stuff they're what's it called they hack into the game the nuke game you know what i'm talking about um, war games are we talking about war games right yeah you like hacks in yeah super old like 80s old um and they hack into uh the russian like nuclear site (laughs) or something like that (laughs) like an actual yeah it almost started like yeah it's crazy It's like, oh, I could uh, blow up the world. Sick. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, and they didn't realize. And like, the... good movie. Oh. Good movie. Everybody should go see yeah. it. Yeah, you know me and, out there. Know me in the movies. We'll look like, I don't know how else to say it, man. We're an hour, almost an hour and a half. And I didn't know if we'd make it, but here we are, you know, stretching it out uh, once again. We're an hour and 17 minutes and 56 seconds on my watch. So it's not that bad. I think we ranted a little bit about Microsoft and PlayStation and the Steam Deck a little bit, but that's yeah. about it. You know, you know? That's what, it's what you're here for. You're here for our opinions. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> or or you, what you could do is just click on the link at the bottom of each one of the episodes and read the article yourself, or there's timestamps as well. So if yeah. you don't want to hear us, you just click on that, you listen to us, read the article, and then you go, then you just watch <laughs> Just read that. And then at the very, this thing, if you read that and don't watch, at the very least... Leave a like and a comment. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is what I thought of this article. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, yes. <laughs> Very well, sir. I agree with you. And then move on with our days. Maybe, maybe subscribe. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Maybe it's, subscribe. It's right there, you know? Below the like button's all the links. Next to it's the subscribe button. You know, it's kind of just, you know, probably yeah. uh, right right down there. <laughs> so, See, Mike's pointing to the like check button. The other. I'm pointing to this. And then check no. out. <laughs> and notice in the first like 15 30 seconds everyone of the episode there's be a little uh, title card that pops up right there the previous episodes if you missed it we just conveniently just My man's right it. there you know what i'm saying the other thing we're going to do is more youtube shorts i got a couple in the works that i need to actually edit myself they're in like preliminary 
focus and I sent it to Kyle over here. He was like, that looks good. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> if I get this man's approval, it should be decent. So, all right. I guess, uh, do you have anything else to add? We already talked about the links in the description. We got timestamps. If anybody wants to check them out, we appreciate you for tuning in, by the way. But you got anything for him, Kyle? Yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is next week is uh, the birthday episode. So they uh, may or may not have, you know, a little, little special headgear. You know what I'm saying? So Heck we'll yeah, see. Dude. For the yeah, I need to find some headgear if you're gonna do something <laughs> like that. It's also Sea of Thieves. I could wear the captain hat. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I I mean, before we go, Mike, though, I have to say, you can expose yourself, dude. Open up, crack the PC, <laughs> see what the dust looking like. Oh, you want to <laughs> see the PC? All right, let's do. Uh, do I take off the front panel? You want me to? Okay, I mean, let me say. That's what I'm gonna do. The, okay, the front panel. I, I just do the front panel my... with a filter. I have a filter on mine, so I just. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, bro, you messed your mic up, dude. It's so loud and obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I had to mute you, dude. I'm over here just listening to nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's still very bad. I had to mute it again. I think the RTX voice messed up, and now it's like doing that very loud, uh, weird thing. You know? And the, the little listeners will know what I'm talking about. Uh, they probably screamed uh, if they're making it this far into the episode. Um, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, I will. Uh. While you're working on that, I'm going to go grab my plate. What you got? It's, oh, it's still bad. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... completely forgot I'm using the front USB ports on uh, my PC. So it is very much... Uh... <laughs> okay, this is how I would describe it. Um, so Mike pulled off his little uh, front dust. Dude, that thing is covered, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I yeah, it's fine. Anyways, I'm explaining to the audience. Yeah, that thing, uh, Mike's front plate is completely covered. So, uh, yeah, it's I. So I would take mine off. However, I have stuff plugged into the front of my PC, so uh, it makes it a little difficult for me to take the filter out at the moment. And one of those things plugged in is my camera, so you know, camera would come out too. But um, yeah. So um, yeah, his. Oh, sorry, I just uh, yeah. Mike's, uh, his mic is, his mic is, it's very bad. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is the thing. So ladies and gentlemen, we are going to, uh, going to the episode here. Uh, hope you enjoyed, um, this week, um, in gaming news. Oh, he's still, no, it is still very bad. Um, so <laughs> anyways, um, I'm going to send you guys off. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you check the description, check everything in the description. Uh, we always leave links to the articles, timestamps, whatnot. Um, keep an eye on the channel as well for any shorts, any segments or anything like that. And, uh, we will see you guys next week for the birthday episode, my birthday episode. Say, uh, say goodbye, Mike. Let's see if Mike sees me. Say bye to everyone. Bye guys. Hope you enjoyed.